As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun where he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Hey guys, as always, I gotta just start by coming out and saying thanks for uh, letting me enter your eardrums. Uh, I really appreciate that. It's nice to to have the followers, uh, and 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 it's growing uh, here on the Michael Oldroyd Comedy Podcast. Um, I like to bring a variety of uh, my friends and guests uh, on the show, uh, and I've got a very special guest for you this week, uh, a lovely lady who I uh, met uh, probably a year or two ago uh, doing comedy uh, in the comedy scene here in, uh, in New York City, uh, and she has been in Mother's Day, which is a, a movie that I saw this last Mother's Day. It was perfect. I took my mom to it. Uh, I definitely recommend that movie, and her name is Genevieve Joy. How you doing today, Genevieve? Hi, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing awesome. I appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> this is this sounds so cordial, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we have to get the formalities out of the way. <laughs> that sounds... That sounds fun, you know. We'll uh, we'll knock these formalities out, and then we'll uh, we'll let this uh, conversation uh, evolve. I'm looking forward to catching up with you. I know that we we recently briefly touched base, and you uh, shared some big news that you just found out um, that you're going to Edinburgh. Is that correct? I am. I'm going to Edinburgh next summer with my play that I wrote and uh, am starring in. It debuted last June in the Fringe Festival, Theater Festival in Los Angeles, and then went on to, for a 10-week run here. Uh, I'm in Los Angeles. Um, and I just applied for the Fringe Festival, and one of the, one of the best venues there got back, and they want us, so we're all getting ready to go now. Wow. So you yeah. wrote the play and everything, and they picked it up? Yeah, I wrote it. And I let uh, a friend of mine read it, and she is a producer, uh, but she does mostly film in L.A., and she wanted to produce the play. So she put it in the Fringe Festival, directed it, produced it, funded it, everything. And, um, yeah, it was like an angel, you know, it was like a miracle, because it's hard to get your stuff produced and get it up and get it out. It costs a lot, and it's a whole big deal. So somebody handled all of that for me, and it went on to be really successful and we had a 10 week run after the, after the initial, um, debut. And so now it's, it's moving on to get, get even bigger. Now we're actually taking it to Europe next August. So I'm very happy. That's absolutely amazing. That's great news. Something to be yeah. really excited about and proud of. I mean, that's, that's huge. Yeah. Congratulations. It's a, it's a two person play and it's all about my relationship with a, uh, a guy who, <laughs> it was very funny is the guy, the guy who the, uh, the play is about is, is alive and, um, is probably the only person in my, in my life who doesn't know. 
Can you can you elaborate on that? I'm not sure if I understand. I mean, it's just funny because he took. All right. So on Instagram, I saw this thing about toxic people reaching out to toxic people because it's Christmas, and I got a Merry Christmas from him, and we don't talk anymore. But um, we had a conversation on Christmas, and he asked me how I was doing, and I said, "Oh, I I wrote this play, and it's." It may go to Scotland, and he has no idea that the entire play is about him. But everybody else, everybody else knows. Everybody wow. who knows him, everybody who knows us knows. And he was all like, "Oh, congratulations! That's wonderful." And I'm like, "Yeah, you'll you'll never see it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know what? You know you don't know that. You do not know that he won't see it. How would you feel if he did see it? Or say he just had no idea, but he wanted to support you, which probably won't happen from the way you're talking. It, pro- it probably wouldn't happen given the nature of the relationship, but. Um, you know, really, the joke would be on him. I, I don't think he'd be very happy. It's not a very... It's a dead-on, 100% accurate... I even cast a man who looks just like him. And pretty much every line is is his own things he said in real life. So it's not like he wouldn't know. You know, oh, man. it's not flattering. Talk about um, scaring people out of... Uh, the desire to date a comedian. To date me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> or a comedian in general. Idea. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People say that all the time. They're like, am I going to end up in your act? And I'm like, if you do anything worthwhile, you probably will. Yeah. Well, <laughs> same here. No, I, I remember even with my own exes, I remember talking either to them or like family members, like not in a not in a worrisome way, but they're like, is, is so-and-so going to end up in your act? And... You know, I use I use it as as inspiration or sometimes material, but not all my stuff is necessarily always uh, real. Um, it's starting to become more and more real as I get older. Um, mm. But I've you know when I first started, it was more uh, about the uh, the uh, you know the performance aspect. So whatever was gonna make people entertained and and laugh, you know, whether I needed to embellish things. I know some some comedians are like, oh, that's that's disrespectful to the art of comedy if you're making stuff up everything that I say is true you know but um, I can see it both ways nevertheless though I have used stuff without saying people's names right I feel like you know that would be bad if I started saying people's names you don't say his name in the play in my well when I you know to that point of it being disrespectful that's a little arrogant when people start talking about how to disrespect comedy I think I mean it is about making people laugh but for me, I only say things that are true. Because to me, if I'm, if I'm lying, then I'm not interested in what I'm saying. And if I'm not interested in it, then nobody's going to get on board. So just to me, lying in my own act, like in my own work in comedy, lying just doesn't work. It doesn't make people laugh. It doesn't make people connect. Yeah. yeah. So it's not so much a respect thing as like a, I have to tell the truth. That's cool. Well... Um, that's and I, I, no, I didn't use his real name because I, I didn't want to make it that obvious, but I use, it's him. I mean, I, yeah. it, I use all of his, you know, everything. I mean, <laughs> he, to, to the point where, like, there's a line in my play where he talks about his ex-girlfriends and their nicknames, and it's the same thing. It, everything is so obvious that if you know anything about this man, you would put it together in one second. <laughs> so, first of all, that's really entertaining. Secondly, I, I have to say, do you 
um, feel ill will toward this guy? Yeah, yeah, I wish he was dead. Are you kidding me? You wish he was? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's a strong I make, statement. I don't, I don't make any, like, um, pretensions about... See, people always say, oh, I'm friends with my exes. I absolutely not. I... Somebody... Uh, am I allowed to curse? You can yeah. say whatever you want. All right, yeah. Somebody fucks with me. I, I, I hate them. I hate them, and I hate them forever. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in like. Yeah, there are situations where you're dating someone, and you're like, it's it sort of, it fizzles out naturally, or you know, you just there's distance, or there's extenuating circumstances, and the relationship doesn't go anywhere. You know, that's fine. You know, I mean, I, I met a guy and I really liked him. He was married. It wasn't going to happen. And we were friendly. That that makes sense. You know, that's I don't hate that guy. But somebody who, like, literally, I, I, if I've ever been in love with a person and they, like, they fucked with me in that level, I hate them and I wish they were dead. <laughs> and that's forever and ever. I will never be this person's friend. I will never wish him the best. Like, people are like, just wish him. I don't wish him the best. I wish him dead what I wish so yeah yeah I mean I said Merry Christmas but I didn't really mean it I know he spent Christmas alone you know t texting an old girlfriend hoping maybe somebody would talk to him and I'm glad I'm glad <laughs> I'm well, glad he's not surrounded by a loving family and you know <laughs> in some picturesque cabin in Vermont you know I'm definitely, are you kidding me that's really Yeah, good. he's in his sad little condo in West Hollywood, probably crying, watching Die Hard alone, getting fatter. Good for him. Good. <laughs> That's the way he should be spending Christmas. Fuck him. I forget you were a com I didn't forget that you were a comedian, but I'm laughing just listening to you talking about, about <laughs> this great. guy, you know? Then I'm doing the right thing with my life. Yeah, you're humorous. <laughs> <laughs> I should be. You're, you're, you're tickling me, met metaphorically. I don't, I don't understand uh, comics that aren't funny. <laughs> but I'm not actually, see, here's the thing, though. Here's what I'm doing right now. See, I'm not joking. I'm actually not joking at all. I know. I'm not embellishing for the state. I'm telling the truth. Yeah. I, I wish he was dead. I do. <laughs> well, you, uh, you already, you revealed to us that you, uh, you don't lie, you know, so. Yeah. We're holding you to that. For me, it's funny because me and my, my sidekick here, David, uh, we're talking about relationships today, and, and I was like, I don't Is feel. Is your sidekick like there? Is he there presently? Yes. Does that disappoint you? Does he have a voice? <laughs> Does that make you, uh, yeah, David, want to say hi? Hey, how's it going? <laughs> hi, Dave. Yeah, we were talking about how relationships, um, you know, I, I don't have any ill will toward ex-girlfriends. Each one is obviously different. I, I don't wish ill will toward anyone, but um, that's obviously not funny to say. It's just true. Um, but Yeah, but what, what, what have you ever, like... Have, have you ever like been madly in love with a girl and then like like so much that you know like you would jump in traffic for this person and then and then one day you know she asks you to watch her dog for the day and you're like yeah I'd love to do that and then you go to where she works and then there's like this really like young guy and, and by the way this girl is 20 years older than you and then you go to her job and there's this like young like guy like stringy hair and a bad nose job or the equivalent you know of, of, of a guy who's at the job and 
staring at you and says to you, oh, so uh, is taking care of Roxy, that's the man's dog, and it's, I'm not changing the name, because fuck it, is, is, is taking care of Roxy your job? And you're like, wait a minute, um, young man, uh, did you just ask me if I'm a dog walker? And, 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 and you're like, I'm not a dog walker, and then next thing you know, uh, your, your girlfriend is actually seeing that other part. You might want the girl dead, is what I'm saying. <laughs> well, uh, See, if that you know what? To you, yes, if that specific example happened, I would want the girl dead. <laughs> you have access, you strike me as the type that doesn't care that much. Like, you're probably dating multiple girls. <laughs> One falls out of the rotation. It's like, meh. So, no, you wouldn't wish her ill will. If I'm dating six guys at once and I drop one, I don't wish that guy ill will. <laughs> this one, I want him dead. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. I, I find it uh, entertaining to hear your, your evaluation of the type of dater I am. I, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm going off of what you said in your stand-up, which might have been a lie, you know. No, but, I think uh, I think what I said that day was pretty true. I I don't dishonestly have a rotation going, no, but it, it happens. It was something to the degree of like girls want like boyfriends, and I just like motherfucking chicks, man. Like I don't want like a house. And, like <laughs> I just like want to fuck chicks. And th- that was that like that's what I remember. Really? And I well, was like, I was like, yeah, okay. And, and, here, and here we are today, you know? <laughs> <laughs> but then I met you upstairs and you were like super polite and really nice. And you were like, would, it, um, would, would you mind terribly if I reached out to you via, via social media? Would that be okay? And I was like, oh, okay. You know? And then on stage, you're like, just like, what fuck chicks, man? So, so how did that make you? It, 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 it um, how did that make me what? Feel, I guess. Like, what, were, what was your evaluation there <laughs> of the situation? You know, I, it didn't really make me feel one way or the other. I wasn't, uh, I, 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 uh, I said yes. I think I remember giving you permission to reach out to me via social media, and that's how this all started. Hey, this is, I think people are going to enjoy this interaction between us, you know? I, I, what? I, I hope so. I, I don't know who these people are, but I, I hope they do. I don't know who they are either, you know? <laughs> we're, we're speaking into the ether right now. Yeah, it's exciting. Yeah. So, that's that's what a performer does, right? You don't, you know, you, you, it's like a, char, a star that shines, you know what I'm saying? So. I don't know. I don't see it that way. Really? Am I disagreeing all over the map here? I no, it's think, okay. Well, we can disagree with I each other. I don't consider I'm not... myself a I actually, I don't consider myself a performer. I consider what I do as more of a communication than a performance. So I feel like when I do stand-up, I don't feel like I'm talking out into the ether. I feel like I'm talking directly to whoever is there, you know, and the communication landing and the, you know, which is why I think I gravitate more toward live than toward film. Yeah, because no. I, on I, film, I don't feel I don't feel a communication has landed. A connection. Yeah, a real like yeah. a connection. Well, I would say, and and to clarify for anyone that's out there listening, I don't mean to say that I don't feel a connection 
toward the, but since it's a podcast and I can't see them and I can't feel reaction, you know. Uh, yeah, it's a, no, it's a little bit of both. I just mean, in my own kind of idea of what I when I when I think about performing, I, I always just think about it. I don't think about it in terms of performing. Maybe because that would make me nervous and I'd get psyched out if I thought of it as like, I'm performing, I'm a star that shines in the world. <laughs> well, I, I'm, I'm speaking like in, in romanticizing comedy, but I'm sitting on a carpet right now that has stars on the floor. So like oh. uh, the carpet has stars and it was like the first analogy that came to mind. Um, I like it. But yeah, you know, I, I'd say, um, you know, I have... Uh, stuff that I want to get off my chest. And I do think, I will say that in the last couple of years, I've been evolving to be more and more real on stage. And I, I don't think I really embellish much uh, anymore, uh, you know, as I did when I first started out. I think that may have just been a sign of my maturity at that time and feeling like I needed to do whatever I had to do in order to get the reaction. But now I'm, I'm more comfortable just putting it out there, I guess. And yes, I do agree with you that creating that connection with the audience, which is definitely easier in my opinion, if you're doing it in person, uh, is very important. You know, stand up, you know, when you're on stage creating that connection, uh, I feel like until you're actually engaged with them and you can almost feel it. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, but I feel like I can feel when I've got them on my side and when I'm engaged with the audience. And, and once I feel that, I feel like I can take it just about anywhere as long as I'm not disrespectful to the audience. Yeah, to me, playing for a laugh is the most dangerous thing because a, a laugh is... When, when you're playing for a laugh, when you're trying to get a laugh, you're actually asking something of the audience as opposed to giving something. Where, the, where if they laugh and they respond, that's a natural, that's a natural uh, kind of result but it really needs to be about you giving not about you trying to get a laugh and even though it, it, it is and it, it sounds like it's just kind of word vomit to, to have to spell it out that way yeah it's it, it, keeping to me keeping that in mind helps yeah you know no, i watched a, a comic who i'm not a fan of at all this guy mike lawrence i don't know if you know who he is but he's starting to do really well um i don't all right, so he's, he's like, Louis C.K. is, like, all about him, and he's starting to do really well. And I was never a fan of him, uh, like, personally or as a comic. I just thought he was kind of like, bleh. <laughs> uh, but, no, but, I mean, I'm, here, here's, here's the thing. It doesn't matter what I think. Um, for a lot of years, you know, he was, like, he was bad. Like, he wasn't funny. And now he's starting to get all this traction. And he put out this video that I thought was so interesting, where he showed himself going to a club, telling a joke, it not working. Then he sits, you know, in the car, and he goes, okay, well, I still think it was funny. This part was funny. Maybe I said it wrong over here. And it had nothing to do with his ego about his joke or the fact that he thought it was funny. It was all about, well, they didn't like it, so this is for them. And I think it's that attitude of wanting to give and really making it about the audience and actually giving something and being of service as opposed to having an attitude and being arrogant and being like, my art, my joke, crowd sucked, is what has, what has made him successful because he cares. 
Yeah. You know, about actually entertaining. And he's a smart guy, and he figured out the joke, and he got it well, and he got it to a point, and he made it, he made it work, and he made it sell, and he got the laugh, and he's having a career at this. And his humor may not be my type of humor, and, you know, that, that doesn't matter. Um, but it's a lot, you know, and, and I don't want to... I don't want to say, like, oh, I don't think he's funny. I don't know. I, I, I stopped paying attention to him a long time ago, and I might start paying attention to him again. But the point is that for, for somebody who's starting to be really successful and watching their process and how there's just no ego in it at all, it was kind of, uh, I learned something, yeah. you know, that we can forget that it's not about you. It's not about your jokes. It's not about how brilliant you are. It really is about your connection and your giving something to an audience. Yeah. That's all it is. Well, I almost feel like, uh, first of all, your insight is uh, is absolutely great. And it's making me feel like i got to be like, all right, let me clarify. <laughs> so I don't want to look like, look like a big dummy over here. Um, I do agree with you. It is about giving. I feel like it's the same way in, uh, uh, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I was going to say with the male, male, male to female interaction, but that's that's a whole nother thing. Uh, we'll stick with comedy, and I will say it's very important for me. I think when I was younger and I talked about wanting to embellish things and all that, I was doing it because I wanted to please the crowd, you know, mm-hmm. not, not make them feel obligated to laugh. But my goal has always been to you know, I, I do comedy because I like to make people laugh. I like to entertain them. Sure, yeah, I'd say it's 50-50. Part of that's, you know, for me. But it's it's also for them. Even if some of that's selfish, I think the net result is good because people are laughing and they're happy and they're entertained. But I do think that, yes, having the mindset that thinking about it from the customer's perspective, if you want to call it that, right? Because the entertainment business is a business. People come to watch show. They pay money. Uh, hoping to be entertained and laugh, looking at it from a customer service perspective, saying, I'm looking at this, my goal is to give them a gift. You know, I want them to get their money's worth, or even if they didn't pay, to walk out of here feeling good. You know, that's that's very important, you know, for me uh, as well. And I do agree with that, needing to be, um, you know, uh, a big part of it. I can't say that I've removed my ego completely and maybe maybe I'll decide that I want to get to that point but you know my ego is partially a part of who I am um and partially why I uh you know one of the things that uh embodies my style I guess you could say uh I try not to be too egotistical but having a little bit of an ego right I don't know David knows me pretty well I don't think he would call me a cocky guy or an ego driven guy um, but yes, anyway, not to make this all about me, uh, ego, speaking of ego. I didn't mean ego. to put you on the defensive, no. <laughs> this is a, this is a fun interaction. No, 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 this is good. You, you have a really good insight, so I, you're making me step up my game, you know what I mean? <laughs> we should all step up our game. I literally, I got my ass kicked by an 11 year old over Christmas. <laughs> really? I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe it. I, you know, I'm, I'm talking to my niece about, you know, looking at theater spaces for my play and 
Britney into Scotland and all this, you know, and I said, well, this is 60 seeds, I don't know, that's a little big, and this little shit goes, show it to me, show me the, show me the, the theater, and I said, okay, and she goes, no, 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 like, what, it, like, the map, like, like, how big it is, is there a picture of, like, how big it is, and I'm like, what, like, a floor plan, she's like, yes. So I bring it up, and she goes, now look up the floor plan of Radio City. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And she goes, 6,000. 6,000. And you're having issue with 60? You're thinking small, Genevieve. You think small. Oh, how are you, you going to get anywhere in life if you think small? I was like, I don't know, Kaylee. She's like, Donald Trump. You don't have to like him. But he made a company, he made an empire, he became a TV personality, and now he's president. Now that's a guy who didn't think small. <laughs> oh my gosh. It's hilarious, just the way she said it. You don't have to like him. But, thinking small, he did not. And wow. I was like, <laughs> wow. Wow. Well, hey, I mean, that's funny. Or did you have another thought? I don't want to cut you no, off. No, it's like, she's got all these ideas she wants to be a ceo and a producer and she wants i mean and she's like she goes when i'm a producer you think i'm gonna produce small yeah and she goes i'm producing the next titanic if i'm doing anything and i was like <laughs> okay okay she's like she saw titanic and she was like oh that's what people do that's what i want to do that there's no interest in anything even slightly smaller than that. You should say, sorry, but the Titanic can only sink once. Yeah, that's no. no sequels, but, you know, I mean, she'll find something. She, I, 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 it, it was very kind of refreshing to have my whole, all of my, my whole world view just simplified like that. And you go, you know what? You're right. It's very basic. Yeah, well, you know what? I think it's good to be, um, aware of the of everything obviously you know just letting taking something like that to heart you know when kids say stuff they're so brutally honest that I don't they don't as big of a picture as they think they have they still have a, the the limited vantage point from from actually having tried to do those things that's true so that's you true. can't you can only let it be a positive thing like you could you know be like in your own mind, it's like, oh, thanks for the awareness of that. That's that's cool, but you know, I know what I'm. I know what I'm doing. You know, so <laughs> let it be motivating. Maybe I do. I don't know if I know so much what I'm doing. But <laughs> well, but it's been a good year so far. Yeah, you know what? I do want to go back to Mother's Day if you don't mind talking about it. I'd love to talk about that just for a few minutes. Sure. Um, it was Mother's Day was my big exciting major motion picture debut it was awesome i remember seeing it i was with my mom i took I her know, to see I it i saw your post yeah yeah <laughs> it was it was awesome you know to see you on screen i was like wow um it, it just it, it you look great on screen Thank you know you. you got to you know have some decent time on on you know it wasn't just like one quick little thing i mean I've been an extra. I've been an extra in a couple of feature films, but you know. Yeah, a little different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was a little different than that. <laughs> so now it's it's kind of the same thing if you think about it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Um, so yeah, tell me about that, and I'm curious to know like who you got to meet uh, and what they were like. Well, I you know I 
know, I mean, obviously I met John Lovitz because I was I worked with him and Jack Whitehall because I was I had seen with, with both of them, both of whom I'm big fans of. So that was very exciting. Awesome. Um, I, I would have really liked to have met Julia Roberts, and I didn't. I saw her briefly at the um, Gary Marshall's funeral, but I didn't really get to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, I. Yeah, so the the whole experience was really un- unbelievable. Um, I screen tested for the movie, and uh, Gary, the director, who obviously directed produced the movie, after my audition, he said, you read good, but you weren't right for the, the part. And I went, well, what part? Any of the parts. <laughs> I want you in the picture. So we worked something out, and I had no idea what he was talking about. <clears throat> And then he came up with this plan to have me play myself and do comedy in the movie because I do comedy. And he said, you know, he, he, the way it was written was it was like, and Genevieve Joy comes in and does her act. Like there was no, the stand-up was, was for me to do what I wanted with. Um, so I, I did original, I did original jokes in the movie, uh, which they cut, they used one. They only, you know, kept one joke, but yeah, it was mine. Um, awesome. And yeah, and uh, I got to this was this was the the best, right? So I got to wardrobe, and they are like, "Well, you're playing yourself, so you know, I mean, what do you have? You know, I had some clothes. They wanted, to, but they didn't want to put me like in my clothes. They wanted to put me in like jeans, which I I don't believe that women over thirty should wear jeans. <laughs> I, I actually I actually am against it. I'm over 30, I'm 30, but I'm against grown women wearing jeans. Okay. I, 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 <laughs> I know that this is a sweeping generalization, but I am a feminist in a way that I am pro-femininity. Pro yeah, okay. And I do not like to see women dressing like men, and I don't like to see women dressing as girls. And jeans say to me, either you're trying to be like a man or you're trying to look like a girl. I think women should look like women. I like, you know, not that girls shouldn't wear pants. That's a little bit too too extreme. Yeah. But, you know, when I was growing up, the only mothers who wore jeans were like the really young moms who were desperately clinging to their teenage years because they had them taken away too soon. Or the ones that were secretly lesbians. Like, there were two moms in my class who wore jeans. Both of them ended up coming out later wow. on. So I don't, <laughs> it scarred you for I, life. <laughs> and, and I know that it's, like, standard, and I still own some, but I don't like it. I don't. I think it's unfeminine. Okay. Anyway, they put me in jeans. And so they put me in outfits, and they send, and they send the outfits to, um, they send the pictures to Gary Marshall's assistant for her to look over, just because he's got to okay everything. And I get, like, this angry like not angry but kind of like a little bit a little bit uh anxious call from his assistant being like come to gary's trailer right now he needs to see you so i get there and he pulls up the pictures he's like what is this you don't wear this and i'm like no i never wear this he's like why 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 are you wearing these clothes in the movie (laughs) and i'm like i don't know that's what wardrobe wanted he goes i cast genevieve joy i want genevieve joy genevieve likes red what are these colors? These aren't your colors. I've never seen you wear this shit like this in my life. And I, <laughs> I, I know, but you know, that's what the wardrobe. He goes, they don't fucking know. They don't know. They, they're casting a character. You are the character. They don't, they don't know. And I said, okay. 
guess that will be your thing. And I said, I didn't think I was important enough to this movie to have a thing. <laughs> you know, I had two little things. And he goes, it's done. And then he goes to his door of his trailer and he shouts because he doesn't use phones and he doesn't do email. He just yells and somebody else carries the message. And he goes, someone let wardrobe know that no one may wear red. <laughs> That is my thing. It's my thing in life, and wow. it's my thing in the movie. How cool is that? Well. That is and so awesome. And it was awesome. just to have a, a, a director who just supports you, and you know, really, it was very important to him that I was at my best in this movie, and that I really, uh, you know, it was a small kind of thing that was created, but it was created for me. It was created 100% for me. That's so awesome. I uh, I hope someone does such a fantastic gift for me like that someday. Is this yeah. is this guy? Um, I'm sure he's wanting to help you out again in the future somehow, right? He's dead, unfortunately. Um, uh, <laughs> sorry. He's, he's dead. Unlike the ex, who I wish was dead. This one I wish was alive. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> but yeah. Maybe you can. No, uh, you know I, you don't know that Gary Marshall. He died this summer. He was another. He was a, a victim of 2016. Uh, it's been a tough year. A lot of people. The year that killed all the icons. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well, he, uh, yeah, it was a, it was, it was very tough for me. He was my mentor. He was a very close friend. Uh, so, um, but yeah, that was kind of, that was his last movie. That's the last thing he did. That's so cool that he was able to give you that gift before, uh, you know. You know, before, before uh, dropping his body. <laughs> yes, I, I'm. I'm really happy that he was able to give you that. That's awesome. It really is. Yeah. It, I would love to play myself in a in a flick. Uh, well, I also play myself in my play, and it's very funny because people are like, "Gosh, Shadi, your work has gotten so great." You know, I, you've done your play. You were amazing. The movie, you were great, and I'm like both of those projects. I played myself. <laughs> you know what? So I don't know what that says about my acting ability. Who cares? But I do very well when I play myself. <clears throat> to be honest, I would. If someone's like, "Hey, man," uh, I, I would. I would never turn down the opportunity to play myself in anything. So um, I think, who cares? Yeah, it doesn't mean you're not a good actor. It just means that we haven't seen that yet. You know. So. Um, yeah, acting out my own my own life, my own Joe. Yeah. Very easy, much easier than somebody else's. I. <laughs> yeah, I actually saw this movie. Not to make a, a direct comparison, but have you seen uh, La La Land yet? I have not, and everybody's telling me, you know, that I, I gotta, and I will. Did Did they say why you should, or did they just say you <laughs> should? I mean, no. They just keep saying how much I love it, and they don't want to tell me anything about it. Really? That's what I've been hearing. Yeah. They're well, like, I don't want to. My spoil mom's it. like, I don't want to ruin it for you. you okay. Just, you just, you just I guess I can't really ruin it for you. I'd like to tell the listeners, but I do... There, I'm seeing some parallels, I guess. I mean, obviously, it's a different girl, a different Do story. I remind you of one of the Emmas? Well, there's, there's a similar storyline theme ah. going on, you know? Uh, I think you've already had more success than she did throughout that movie. 
um, but it is something to be, uh, there is parallels, it's weird, it, it is interesting, so, um, that's all I said, if everyone's trying hard not to ruin anything for you, then I'm gonna, I'm gonna be unselfish and remove my ego. Alright. <laughs> Wait, but does she hook up with Ryan Gosling? Because I never have, and I'd like to. Yeah, um, I, yes she does. <laughs> yeah, see? So it all comes out. Of I the think watch. I think a lot of girls like that guy. Um, <laughs> you know, and you know what? You know, uh, actually, I don't even know if I would, to be honest, because when I think of Ryan Gosling, I think of The Notebook. Okay. Which I loved, and then I never really liked him in anything ever again. Ah, uh, so he set the bar so high in that movie for you that it's one and done type thing, right? Well, it wasn't about that he set the bar high. It's that. He was romantic in that movie, and I, I, I mean, in the thing, I haven't seen him even do that much, but the things that I've seen him do since then, he hasn't really been romantic. Yeah. Well, you I think know? He, he released it all in that one flick. <laughs> um, I don't know, maybe he kind of, I, 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 you know, who knows, maybe he'll come back around. Well, it was kind of like, I, I saw, uh, the first time I ever saw, um, Matthew McConaughey, I loved him. He was in a it, was a, it was a Western, it was called Newton Boys, and it was the first time I ever saw him. I mean, everybody saw him in Dazed and Confused, but I mean, like, as a, uh, other than that, in something that was, like, substantial. Uh, and I loved him. And then he started doing romantic comedies, and it's like, I never liked him again until this year. <laughs> or, like, last, the last couple of years. I, yeah. Well, I um... You know, I, 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 you know, obviously I share a different perspective as a heterosexual man, um, but I do appreciate his acting. I, I can, you know, I feel like, um, you know, The Notebook, I, I really liked that flick. I actually, actually... I, yeah, I don't think it's a girl movie. I think it's just a love story. You want to hear something really sad? I don't know if I want to reveal this to you or the world, but I don't care. I cry? I... Not only did I cry in the notebook, but I watched it again and I started crying when it when the movie started. <laughs> oh, I did that. I, did, I saw it five times. And I cried all the whole time. And Titanic, I just okay, so I just watched Titanic with my nieces. And I was I couldn't believe that I'd seen this movie so many times and I hadn't seen it in a good oh god, I don't know, ten years. Yeah. And I was crying as much as the girls were seeing it for the first time. Yep. Yeah, I, uh... It's but The a Notebook was a good movie. And it was, uh, it wasn't corny. It was, it was a good movie. I agree. I, uh, I like... It. So like, I don't think you should have to hand in your man card for that. No, I think, uh, <laughs> having a heart makes someone more of a man. You know, I think guys that, like, are always... They feel like they gotta hide their love and all that stuff. I think that's actually kind of weak, in my opinion. I think... It, I you think know, just be, what I think... Be real. Yeah, I... I, I like leading men of the 30s and 40s and 50s. I do not... I think the 70s completely... I, I have a problem with Jack Nicholson. I think he's a great actor, and I certainly find him entertaining. But I don't like what he represents. I think Five Easy Pieces, movies like that onward, it became the celebration of, of the asshole. And men used to be romantic. They would... Like the, like, the, like the John Wayne type men were extremely romantic and extremely, if you watch the way they are with women, very vulnerable with women. 
and Gary Cooper and all of those great movie stars, Cary Grant, they were extremely manly and they were very romantic. And these guys that aren't are not only not sexy, they're not interesting, and women don't respond to them, and men are completely wrong that they think that, that that's sexy or cool. Yeah. To, to, you know, they're, they're, just, they're just wrong. It's not only like, oh, men need to hide their, like, love. Yeah. There's nothing sexy yeah. about a guy being, being a jerk. They think they are. And then they're like, oh, well, the chick's like, you know, whatever. Like, they're just intimidated by me because they think I'm an asshole and that's cool. <laughs> they're not intimidated by you. They're just not interested in you. Yeah. You know what I think girls... You know, it's like, it, I think it's funny that guys are like, oh, it's so cool how, like, I haven't had a girlfriend, you know? I've been able to avoid that. Really? Yeah, it's easy to avoid because no one wants you because you're not a romantic or interesting. <laughs> yeah. I've heard guys brag about how they, you know, they keep the chicks away. <laughs> That's the most absurd <laughs> thing I've ever heard. Um, yeah. No, I think uh, for me, I think just being real, you know, I, I think uh, there's nothing not manly about being a nice guy it's when your kindness comes from weakness so you, you still have to have a backbone when it's appropriate to have a backbone uh as a, as a man in my opinion well probably anyone right well, it human, human beings I mean, look if you're if you're wanting somebody's approval and begging somebody to hang out with you that's not being nice that's being pitiful i mean i have a i have a theory um you know i have a bunch of theories but i i <laughs> It's that what happens is, the mistake is, if a woman is interested in you, she's interested in you. If you're a jerk, but she is hot for you, then she'll forgive you for being a jerk. If you're nice and she's not hot for you, she's not going to then start to like you because you were nice. It all comes down to, do I want to fuck you or not? Is that chemistry there or not? In which case... Yeah, if you're a dick more than once, you're going to turn me off and I'm going to go, never mind. But if I'm not attracted to you, it does not matter how many compliments you give me, how often you text me, how many rides you give me to the airport, how many times you wash my car. None of that is going to change the fact that I'm not attracted to you. And I've had guys who I was not attracted to, was not interested in, say like, oh, let me take you to lunch. Oh, let me this for you. Oh, you're sick. Oh, where? Oh, can I bring you things? And they they want to do this stuff. And I feel like, okay, if you insist on coming over and bringing me medicine, fine. But I don't want you. You know, that's not an invitation to hang out. Like, <laughs> I don't know what to do because I don't want to spend. I, I'm not interested in you. And then they get resentful because they did all this shit that nobody asked them to do in the first place. And then it's like, well, nice guys finish last. Well, it's not because you're nice. Yeah. If a guy that I was attracted to came over and brought me medicine, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> you know? I wouldn't go, oh, God, you're nice, never mind, I don't like you anymore. I'd be thrilled. So mm-hmm. it's not that I want an asshole. It's that if I'm attracted to a guy and he behaves like an asshole, I'll forgive him because I'm attracted to him. And if I'm not attracted to him, he can be as nice as he wants, and, and, and you know, I'm still not going to screw him, so there you go. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and who wants a mercy fuck anyway? 
You know, some people are desperate, but I, I don't know. I, not that I would forgive a guy for being an asshole over and over and over again, but it's like, yeah, if his attitude's not right, I still, I still like, I'd still rather be with a guy I'm attracted to than a guy I'm not attracted to. Done yeah. and done. And it, the same thing goes for women, by the way. I hear a lot of women. I used to hear a lot of women complaining in book club, going, "Oh, guys want bimbos. They want ditzy, stupid, simple girls who are just like flip their hair around and you know bow their eyelashes and don't have brains." And, I can't get a date because I read. No, it's not because you read. It's because if a girl is gorgeous and charming and a little bit dumb, a guy will forgive her for being a little bit dumb. <laughs> if she's gorgeous and charming and sexy. Yeah. But if she's ugly, out of shape, and, and you know, like, got a bad personality... You really don't care how many books she's read. Yeah. That's not gonna. That's not gonna reel you in. Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? No, Am I, I right, think, Dave? I think so. I think for the most part. I think um, I don't. I want to hear from Dave. Oh, no, you're one, <laughs> one million percent right. One million percent right. You know, I mean, you're not gonna not date a girl because she's smart, but you're also not gonna date a girl because she's smart. <laughs> you're gonna date a girl. It's it's almost irrelevant. It's a plus. I mean, yeah, six months down the line, you're like, yeah, I read a book that would be that would be that would be good now. But in the beginning, it's like, is she hot or isn't she? Right. It, it's a yes or no question, and it's very simple. It's 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 as simple as do I want to have intercourse with that person? <laughs> yeah, that's where it starts. And look, you can have intercourse with them, and they go, oh god, she opened her mouth, and never mind. But you know, but. <laughs> But if if the person doesn't turn you on, you know, physically and emotionally first, the rest is completely irrelevant. So I say to these bookworm girls, I'm like, you know, run a brush through your hair and um, consider lipstick and, um, you know, maybe put down the cannoli. I don't know. <laughs> and and just things will turn, things will change. You know, I mean, and, and it's the same thing with guys. It's a, if a guy is cool and he's a, and he's hot, he's got a chance. If he isn't, I'm sorry, you're wasting my time. You're wasting your time to be driving me around and running my errands and kissing my ass. You're just wasting your time. <laughs> well, this is, this is a fun convo. I can say that much. Um, how's the dating life treating you out in L.A.? Um, <laughs> okay, uh, LA, LA boys are weird, they're, they're, um, they're weird, they're weird, they're weird, can I say, I had a, a, a I haven't really had much, much relationship, excuse me, here, there's somebody I'm seeing, well, alright, there's a couple people I'm seeing, here's the, here, you wanna laugh, here's a big laugh, okay, met a, I went to an agency and I met a guy who was a gorgeous he followed me out and down the elevator and he's walking out to my car and he's like oh is this your car and I'm like yeah and he goes oh, okay well I was gonna get some coffee and I said okay well enjoy that I got my car and as I'm driving away I go oh god you moron he was trying to ask you out <laughs> <laughs> like it didn't even cross my mind I was like that was so rude of me <laughs> yeah. like, I, a missed like, opportunity I, I, I had my I was getting ready for the show 
and I wasn't thrilled with how my meeting went, and I just wasn't, I just wasn't present. So as I was walking with him, I was looking at his picture, and I caught his name on the picture, and I was like, I looked this guy up on Facebook and apologized. So I did. And I, you know, because he, I, I think, you know, I was so rude. So I looked him up on Facebook, and I said, hey, did I find you? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I said, I saw your name on your headshot. Anyway, I'm sorry I was out of it today. And he goes, would you have coffee with me? And I'm like, yes, I will. <laughs> yes. So we get together, and we have, like, a date. And well, it was like a daytime date, you know. And then um, my play was happening, and he came to my play, and he brought flowers. He was really nice. And then... I got invited to an event, and I, I wanted to bring someone really good-looking because I knew there would be photographers. So I invited him. <laughs> See how shallow I am? Yeah. I, want, I, want, I, don't want to, I don't even want to be seen with ugly people. <laughs> so I bring, I bring this guy. He's a model. He's gorgeous. I bring him to this event, and he's, like, really happy to be there, and he's so nice, and he's like oh, you look like an old movie star, and I had a thing for Doris Day, and I'm like, I love hearing all this stuff, and whatever. So he asks me back to his house after the movie, okay. and he's like, he's like, I have tea, because I said I like drinking tea. And I sort of thought, like, oh, he's just kind of being charming, like, I have tea, like, whatever, you know. I, I, I get in there, and he makes tea, and then we go into, like, this, like, den, and we're drinking tea and having conversations about like you know the industry and it's all very interesting but he's sitting on the opposite side of like the room drinking like like on like it you know it was very formal and I uh he says I painted I, you know I've been doing painting and I made this painting and I may, I'm really dragging this out but I promise it's funny okay so he says, <laughs> he says he's made this painting and I'm like I'd love to see it he goes it's in my room and I'm like well I'd love to see it and he went to his room and got it and okay. brought it back. Oh, so you were kind of giving him the hint that you wanted to go into the bedroom with him. <laughs> well, I thought that when he invited me in for tea, that was like code for coming to my house. I mean, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm used to. I mean, I usually, when a guy says, you know, like, oh, I got a really nice fish tank in my house. Yeah. He probably doesn't. You <laughs> Absolutely. Know? Like, that's what... <laughs> I, I mean, these are standard lines. Come over and I'll make you tea. I don't. I don't even know you. It's like a second date. I mean, right? But no, he legitimately wanted to make me tea. So, anyway, then yeah. when he said I, I, I made a painting and it's in my room, I thought that was my That was my cue to say, oh, let me come see it. Then we get it. But no, I said I want to see it. And he went and got it. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> let me guess. Is he? Is he heterosexual? He's heterosexual, yes. Okay, so it turns out what then? It, it's even it's even weirder than that. He casually mentioned something like about church, which didn't didn't turn me because I go to church like a you know you know like a normal person you know yeah. it's like and and, <laughs> and then he says something about his dad being in the ministry, which also didn't throw me. His. His dad is a Pentecostal, like, leader from Backwoods, Virginia. The guy is probably a virgin. That's not, like, normal people. That's, like, Backwoods, Bible, like, revival, like, speaking in tongues, like, hallelujah, fire and brimstone, like, like, not, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I, 
really was a flood. And the, the I mean, I, I, what this guy's doing in Los Angeles is like, that's unfair. That's like false advertising. <laughs> like, I, I, you know, and what's funny is my mother met him because he came to the play in like the night that my mom was there and he like sat with her, like with flowers. What's going on with him? And I'm like, oh, you're going to want to sit down for this. He's a Pentecostal. And she goes, oh, when he was such a nice boy. <laughs> like, as though I said he's dying of some terminal illness or he's gay or something, you know? Her response was like, oh, that, what a shame. <laughs> it's never going to happen. Oh, man. That is, uh, I'm sorry. And I'm sorry about that. Right? What were you and hoping for? Is- were, were you hoping to, like, date him seriously? What was your kind of... Objective. Well, I, you know, I was hoping to get in that room. Get some tea. For starters, <laughs> I don't know what was going to come next. I like your style. <laughs> well, I liked him. Like, he was he was hot, and he was fun. And he was like, he went to this thing with me. He knew all about movies. He's in- interested in stuff I'm interested in. And like, yeah, I, I mean, going to date him seriously? I don't know. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't planning a wedding or anything like that, but I was like... It was a prospect, and now I'm like, this is not a prospect. And the thing is, he still calls. He still texts. Did you okay, tell him? Yeah. Did you tell him why you're giving him the cold shoulder, or you're? I'm not giving him the cold shoulder. I, I it's just, I, I it, nothing. It's not gonna happen. Right, cold you... shoulder meaning what? Not sleeping with him? He's not trying to sleep with me. Oh well. So there's no. Well, have you? Have you? If he's trying you know? to progress it, have you let him know? Hopefully, he won't listen to this interview. <laughs> have I let him? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know how aggressive he's being, but if he's trying to move it forward... No, he's... You know. He's not. aggressive about my day and talking to me and being very nice, but he's not... He's not... He's not trying to court you. He's tr- he's trying to... I, 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 he's trying to court me, I guess, like the way you imagine our grandparents. Well, I guess do. that's what I mean, is if like, you feel like, like he's trying he calls, to... Says like, oh, how are you? He's interested in what I'm up to. He's out of town right now. Because, you know, I mean, not to be like, not to be all like 21st century bitch on him, but like, get together and what? Like, for what? <laughs> you know? like, this girl gets straight to the point. <laughs> I, like, honestly, it's like, I don't really do platonic. I don't really, I, I don't really have an interest. Me neither. <laughs> well... I do have a couple friends. I do have, not a couple, I have friends, more than a couple, but I have friends that are girls, and I can, I guess if you want to call that. You have friends that are girls, but, but why? Not How a romantic. Are you, why are you friends with them? Not a romantic. Um, well, some of them I've. But why are you friends with them? Some of them you grew up with, right? It, just various reasons. Sometimes I've fooled around with them in the past, and we've just become friends, you know? There wasn't enough. Uh, okay, but you fooled around with them in the past, but there wasn't enough. They're not priorities in your life. No, like, they're, they're priorities. They're I make, I make, I make my friends priorities. You know, like uh, it right, depends but on. Like, like I have guys in my life who I would consider friends, but I don't hang out with them regularly alone because it's it's awkward. Yeah. I'm not gonna like go to dinner with them like no. it's like then it's like why I, it's just awkward I don't know it always feels awkward there are few people my friend Daniel like family but other than that it's like if I meet a man and he's like do you want to go out with me and have coffee with me if 
if I'm attracted to him, I want to go, and if I'm not, I have no interest in getting to know him. Yeah. Like, I don't need, I don't know how to just bring random people into my life for no reason because they seem nice. Are you trying to tell me that I'm in your life for a reason? <laughs> well, we don't hang out. I know. We don't live in New York. I am curious. I would be curious to know what would happen if we were in the same city. I'm ju I'm curious to see what would transpire. Um, you know, I feel like there's a. I I don't know what that means, but I I would be curious to see what would happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you know. But, but I mean, I'm just saying, like, yeah, no, I don't, no, you're a guy, I mean, if we lived in the same city, if I, I don't, I have no idea. If I'm going to hang out with somebody, it's probably going to be a girl, and if I'm going to be hanging out with any man, it's because I'm interested in them. Oh, come on, you know guys are the same way. It's like, I don't know, I mean, I'm not an authority on this, but in my experience, if I, if I meet a girl, if I'm... Uh, let's say on a train and I meet a girl and she says, hey, this was fun chatting. Do you want to get lunch with me like next week? I'll go. And it's friendly. If I meet a guy and he says, this was fun. Do you want to get lunch with me next week? If I'm a attracted to him, it's if he's asking me, it's a date. Yeah. Yeah. There's a romantic intention. If I'm chatting with a guy and it's a nice conversation, but there's no chemistry there, it would be odd for him to try to continue it. They just wouldn't. They're not, men are not looking at women to just have somebody to have lunch with. It's weird. <laughs> it's, it's not logical. It's just, it's just the way it is. If a guy asks you out, he's asking you out. That's my experience. Yeah. It's one thing if it's like... Maybe the loophole would be, like, Michael, if you were in L.A. and we knew each other already and you were like, do you want to just show me around L.A. because you know me? But you're not a random at this point. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, like, like there are loopholes. <laughs> but for the most part, where's Dave in all this? I feel like I'm just talking to you. Is he? Is, oh. is my audience agreeing? Oh, yeah. He's very... I'm I 100% agree. I mean, it, there has to be a reason, and I can speak from personal experience that if I'm going to go out of my way to offer to bring a girl to lunch, and this is a random girl like that I've just met, you you best believe I'm trying to get some some action going or something like that. <laughs> That's something. Yeah, you're, it's, a, it's a, you know, some, you're, you, there's a connection there. It's a, it's a, not, you know, I mean, yeah. And, and it's okay, so, so I have, I run into this problem a lot as, as a girl where, like, there's a guy, like, there's a guy here, right, who, on a scale of 1 to 10, my interest is a negative 5. I, it will never happen, ever. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, not that he's ugly. I, it's just, it, it, it's just, there's, it's a no. It's, it's, it's a hard no. Yeah. And, and, you know, he reaches out to me and he's like, Hey, you know, I haven't seen you in a while. Let's get dinner. I, I don't, we're not friends. We don't have a relationship. We don't, we, we worked together like over a year ago. And I feel like what happened was he felt very bold because he said Merry Christmas. And I replied and I should have just not replied. But now he's, now there's a, a human communication has started. So now he's <laughs> great. So, so 
So he says, let's have, you know, let's have dinner. When are you, no, he doesn't say, would you have dinner with me? He says, when are you available for dinner? <laughs> and, and it's awkward because it's like, do I say never? <laughs> or do I, you know, and I, I, I don't, I, I don't want to have dinner with this man. And now I feel like I'm being rude. And then so I said, well, we could have lunch. Now, you know, if the guy that was smart, he'd go, okay, she's not interested in me because girls, when they move into the day, that's what that means. Mm. I, I, I'm going to say, as a perseverant man, do not, do not think that that will, don't, you know. Don't give an inch. Yeah, do, <laughs> do not do that. I, I'd say, from my perspective, my advice towards girls is the same way you would handle those kiosks, those foreigners that work at kiosks and malls. You know, they won't stop until you literally just say, look, I'm not interested. Please, please uh, respect that. You know, let's say that's what it takes for some guys to stop. And even some guys won't stop even at that. No, I mean, you know, the best thing to say usually is even if it's a lie is I'm involved. Ah, that's true. You know, yeah. You know, because then it's, it's not personal. It's not yeah. like looking them in the eyes and going, I find you repugnant. Get out of my face. You know, you don't want to do that. Yeah. It's better. It's it's nicer to just be like I'm involved, which you know I'm not, but I I, I use that a lot, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You no, know, I mean, no, I think that's a good one. I I think when girls tell me that, I I appreciate. I my my co-star is is really a funny, really funny guy, and the guy who I who I'm doing my play with, right? And yeah. he told me one of the funniest things. He said he went out with a girl, and then he could tell that she was kind of dodging him. You know, we reached out, but she waited a while to respond and like kind of one word and not right. And then he said to her, like, well, would you like to have dinner with me? And she said, I could do lunch. <laughs> and he's like, as soon as she said lunch, he goes, message was totally received. He goes, so just to, be, just to you know, just to kind of like fuck with her, he, I wrote, he wrote, um, lunch? How am I going to fuck you at lunch? <laughs> <laughs> Did he actually say that to her? Yeah. What it's, that might have excited her. Uh, and, and that's kind of like putting the the electrical pads whenever they revive a dead body, you know. Well, try because to... what's funny about it is that what, what was funny is yeah. that you, we think we're being so smooth, you know, when we say lunch, you know. Yeah. But we're not being smooth. They know, or they should. Well. Unless they're unless they're desperate, well, you can you know what that means, you know. Well, did the did his? So it was no. He was just calling her out on it, and then she was like, "Oh, I didn't mean I didn't." And he was like, "Listen, it's fine. You don't want to go out with me. I'm not gonna pressure you to." And that was it. And then you know they didn't. Yeah. But um, you know, I, I a guy once this a comic from from New York who I used to date who actually you might know. Uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'll say his name. I really don't care. Ray Ellen, who is an awful person. Right? I don't know him. Uh, really? Because he's always at the comic strip. Anyway, he look he looks horrible now. He looked better when I was with him. <laughs> Much better. But um, he came through L.A. He came to L.A. And he was putting a lot of pressure on me to hang out with him. And I, 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 I legitimately was busy. And I really didn't have time to have dinner with him. And I said, you know, I've got a rehearsal until after 9 o'clock. And, you know, i got to get home. And he goes, well, I'll just come there. And I'm like, <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, you know, like, 
I don't want you here. Like, and it's like I was trying to politely get out of it. Yeah. And saying, I've got to go home. And instead of saying, oh, I get it, he went, well, I'll come there. And I'm like, no, you won't. That wasn't an invitation. If I wanted you in my home, I would have said, oh, gosh, you know, I'm so busy. But would you meet me at home? Like, just pushy, pushy. And then, right, so, and then I said, well, maybe we could do breakfast the next day, you know. (laughs) And he goes, uh, he goes, oh, I get it, you know you don't want me in your house. And it was just kind of uncomfortable because I'm like, no, I don't want you in my house. Did you say that? I think it's fine to. I, I, you know, the thing is because, because he's an old boyfriend and because he's a sensitive person and I don't want to like, I just don't want, I don't want to have a fight. I was like, oh, that's not it. You know, which was stupid. <laughs> I should have just said, yeah, you're right. You're, you're you, you know, but it's like, guys think, it's like another, I went out to dinner with a guy once who, who sort of tricked me. He said, oh, there's a restaurant opening. And, and in my mind, I thought it meant an event, but it wasn't an event. It was just a new restaurant that yeah. he wanted to take me to. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I figured like, oh, it was like an event and like I was being invited someplace where there would be other people, but there, that wasn't it. It was, yeah. it was, and he knew I didn't really like it. That's why he couched it like that, you know? Yeah. Well, and, um, so anyway, so I went and then I said, all right, I'm going to, good night. And he goes, oh, I'll take a cab with you. And I said, okay. And then the cab's stopping at my house and he goes, can, can you get in? And I went, I beg your pardon. And he's like, well, do you need help getting in? And I'm like, getting into my own apartment. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. And I'm like, I- I'm not an infant. What are, you, what, are you, what are you asking me? You should have said, no, I will not have sex with you. Right, like, are you asking me if I know how to work a key? Like, I, what are you asking me? Like, it was so odd, and it was just, he was just desperate. He was just anything, you know, to get to that door. But, look, here's the thing. I'm easy, as are most people. If I'm attracted to you, you're welcome to come. I'll come, I'll show up, I'll be there if I'm not attracted to you. If you have to work this hard with me, it's never going to happen. <laughs> I mean, if you have to come up with excuses and say things like, do you need help getting into your own door? Well, come on. Like, you shouldn't have to trick a girl into going out with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the line of the, of the podcast. Right? right? Um, hey. if, she's, if she wants to be there, she'll go. Here, I, um, that reminds me, I do have to tell you a a funny, quick little story that reminds me of that. I got tricked by a gay guy once into a date. I got, I got tricked into going on a date with a gay guy and I did not know, I did not know he was gay, first of all, right? So it was the entire, this, this is the true definition of bait and switch. And this was when I was living in LA actually. So I was doing an improv thing with a group and, uh, we were talking and I was somehow I came up in conversation that I was living in Koreatown at the time. And he goes, Oh, I love Korean food. He's like, next time I'm around there, we should grab some food. I know of a couple really good places. And to me, I'm like, I didn't really necessarily want to become friends with this dude, but, but again, you know, he's part of the group and it's like, sure. I mean, that's so convenient for me. I have to eat. And what does it hurt getting to know one of the crew members better? Right. So he, he texts me the very next day, which I thought was, wow, this dude's like really taking that to heart. He's taking this one serious. 
right? So he texts me the next day and goes, I'm going to be in Koreatown tonight. Um, Want to grab food? Uh, I, can, I can stop by and pick you up at about 5.30 or 6. And I'm thinking... Pick you up? Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, I'm already thinking, okay, I mean, that's a little weird that you pick me up, but... <laughs> but... You know, but I'm like, all right, whatever. You know, it's like, sure. Like, and, and in my mind, I'm like, all right, I'll, I'll do this once so that I get this dude off my back. No pun intended, right? Yeah. And <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just do this. Not not that I'm doing him a favor by doing it, but it's kind of like that one's checked off the list, right? So, so he comes by, picks me up. Dude, I get in the truck, and I almost felt somewhat emasculated by it because the dude's picking me up. But it was a little weird, right. you know? So we go to this Korean place, and I thought this dude was like, um, he, he, he made it out to, his cell was that he's like, you know, he knows of the best Korean places, he eats there all the time, and, and you know, I'm thinking, I'll, I'll learn about a new place that I haven't been before that I can go back to if I like, right? So we show up to this place, and you could tell he's never been there before. You could tell he was winging it, right? <laughs> So we show up and they're like, oh, you know, you have to have reservations for the downstairs part, but you can go upstairs. So we go upstairs, there's like this kid section with like fluorescent lights and all this crap. And it's like, you could tell he'd never been there, you know, knew nothing about the menu. I'm, I'm, I was like, is any, do you recommend anything? He's like, oh, yeah, I don't know, you know, just get what you, what you think is good on the menu. <laughs> so, so we finally get there and we're, we're talking mid-conversation. And I started talking about hooking up with chicks, right? Um, just naturally, like, that that kind of came right. up. That's, that's your favorite thing to talk about. It's my favorite thing to do. No, I'm kidding. Um, so I start talking about hooking up with chicks, and he just has, like, this blank look on his face. And I'm like, what's the matter? Did I offend you by, you know, talking about hooking up with chicks? I didn't mean to offend you if I did. And he's like, no, nah, it's, it's just that I'm gay, right? And, um, and, and, and I'll be honest, it was almost like whenever, whenever Moses passed through the Red Sea and the water came back and went crashing down yeah. <laughs> on everybody, I felt like I was in the middle of the Red Sea when the water started to crash back on me in every direction. And I was, I was, I almost started hyperventilating <laughs> because... Wait, did he I asked him that, and he told me he knew I wasn't gay based on um, what I some of the stuff I had said in the improv set. Um, but it was, I don't know. I, I assume he was telling the truth, but it's possible he was hoping since it was never actually discussed openly. I don't know. I really don't know what his intentions were, but it definitely felt a lot like a date. It was very awkward for me, at least after that. And then, uh, you know, we kind of went our separate ways. I, um, you know, it, yeah, I mean, it, it kind of, it just kind of, that's kind of the end of, of that deal. And, you know, we're on good terms and everything. And he, he played it cool. Well, of course. But, like, what I don't understand about that is, like, if, if you know that somebody's, I mean, look, I don't know. I, it's got to be very hard to be gay and to have to navigate that and to be into a guy and then he's into girl. I mean, like, I, I don't, I guess it's the same thing. It's like guys could be gay, but it would not occur to me to take a gay guy out and try and think that I had a shot with him. <laughs> if I know that a guy is into guys, I'm not looking at that guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. I wouldn't 
ask that guy. I mean, I'm a woman, so I'm going to ask people out anyway. But, but you know, like, I don't... I guess in a lot of cases, like, with gay guys, there are a lot of gay guys who are... who walk around like they're straight. So you wouldn't always know. Like, there are a lot of gay men who are masquerading as straight men, living straight lives on the outside but still would be open to hooking up with a dude because they're, they're either, I don't know, this whole, it's like this, these last few years, you know, all of those questions are opened up now and people thinking sexuality isn't even a real thing and I, I don't agree with that, but, you know, whatever. Um, <laughs> what? People, like, that's crazy. Yeah, no, people, a lot of people think that everybody's bisexual. A lot of people are of that opinion. Oh my goodness. You know, and, and, and honestly, I mean, we could say this, which I may be hated for saying this, but I don't know who's listening, but whatever. I think that that's why Donald Trump is president. Because it's like, it's gone too far that anybody who's like normal, and I don't mean normal in term as, as like better, but I mean the norm, you know, is like pushed into this silent rage where they just don't, they, they, they just... You know, they feel like they can't be be normal. <laughs> you, know, you know, like I I, I feel like to, to say I'm a heterosexual woman who's interested in men. I I think it's annoying when women try to act like men. I don't think we're all the same. I, I'm like some kind of bigot for feeling that way. You know, yeah, and I'm not saying yeah, you're saying that people lesbians if yeah. they're lesbians, everybody should do what they want. I'm just saying I don't want to see it. Yeah. I don't want to see when I, I, it doesn't. It, not that I don't want to see it or I need it to be in a closet somewhere, but it doesn't interest me. That's probably the best way to put it. Yeah. It does not interest me. I, I don't. It doesn't interest me. The cause that I don't want women and I don't want men in my bathrooms. I don't think a man should be able to put on a dress and use a woman's bathroom. <laughs> and that now I'm on the wrong side of history and I'm going to be like you know 50 years from now the fact that I said that out loud I'm going to be like those Jim Crow people you know like the, <laughs> I, I don't I, I, it's, it's, I'm telling you I'm not the only person who feels this way and that's why people are like yeah fuck it Trump <laughs> yeah. and I didn't, I didn't vote for him but I know why people did you know I, I, I think that there's probably a lot of people that do fall into that category. Like, I, don't, I don't fucking give a shit about the tranny rights. I just want to go to the bathroom and <laughs> meet a nice guy someday. Have <laughs> a somewhat normal life. Yeah. Well, right? Hey, you know. I, <laughs> okay, we, I'm, am I a horrible bigot for saying that? I don't, I don't I think don't. you're. I think it's good to. To be honest, um, you know, <laughs> I just I just want to go to the bathroom and not, you know, be like, why is there a man here? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to share the sink with a man. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I can understand. Because he's wearing a dress and he felt like he wanted to be a girl that day. I yeah. will. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I think some people might. Um, dress up like women just so that they can use women's bathrooms. Of course they will. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, I, you know, and then people, oh no, that's not an argument. Nobody does that. Really? <laughs> Are you crazy? Yeah. Like, what kind of world do you think 
don't get me started. I, I can't. <laughs> you know, like, yes, any pervert now can put on a dress and go into a woman's bathroom where there's no security and do whatever they want in there. And I, no, I don't think it's right. Yeah. I mean, I'm sorry that 5% of the population, you know, it's going to struggle with which toilet to use and be, you know, okay. But, but to, 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 to let men use bathrooms because they identify whatever, like, that's not, don't, it is good for the greatest part. I think that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's me. Anyway, well, no, it's a, it's a valid. I'm a I'm a bigot and a whatever sex. I don't know what the word homophobe or whatever for saying. And I'm not a homophobe. I just I, come on the bathrooms. Come on. Yeah, well, I can I, I do agree with the bathroom thing. I don't think guys should be allowed to be in women's restrooms. If anything, the all the all gender bathroom I think kind of solves those problems when there's discomfort. You know. Um, but- this, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just an issue that I, it's on my mind because I ran into it literally, like, within a week ago, or I went to a bathroom and there was a man in there, and I, like, talked to the staff, and I was like, what, what's, what is, what's going on? And they were like, well, she identifies herself as a lady, and I was like, okay, well, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I don't even know where we got off on that subject, but. That's all right. Um. Fun, fun, fun stuff though. Um, how you doing on time? Oh yes, you, went, you got tricked into going out with some predatory gay man. Yes. Oh, by the way, and I'm not homophobic either because you know my brother's gay and I've, you know, he's. I think I was five years old when he came out of the closet, so I've actually been around it um, my entire life. Wait, you're so you're not homophobic, but you're also not gay. Exactly. Right. You so know, I, I accept like it. I into doing gay activities. Ex- just like. Unless I'm. Uh, Unless I'm, you know, in the middle of my brother's bachelor party, I might, I might have to drink out of a couple of penis straws, you know, uh, for the bachelor party. But other than that, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. What's your, uh, what's your best uh, advice for someone? Give me one. This is fun. And I'll do, well, I don't have advice for you unless you, you want. I'm, I wouldn't even know what to say. But I am curious. One piece of advice... Uh, from a female's perspective and then one piece of advice for my comedy career and then you can ask me whatever question you want in return <laughs> what, what, what's my advice for, for women? yeah just give me one piece of advice about women from your perspective because I'm just curious I don't need the advice advice for you or advice for women? actually don't worry about the advice for women how about one piece of advice for my comedy career and then we'll, we'll flip it back over to for you for your comedy career um, well, my, well, for you specifically, I think you need to really commit to your comedy career, and I don't believe that you have. Wow, that's, so, a, that's a pretty strong statement right there. Well, I think you're, you're a little bit on, you're not a full, you're not a full-time comedian, and you have to be, you know, you don't, you don't get any, it's like, look, it's like my 11-year-old niece said, you know, you think small, you get small, you go in halfway, you get halfway, it, if you want to have a comedy career, it has to be a hundred percent your life, and everything else is secondary. It can't be something that you do a couple nights a week. It can't be, you know. I think a lot of people, most people, it's like in theory they want to be actors or they want to be comics or they want to be 
they want to be these things, but they're not, they're, they're treating it like a hobby, but then they're wishing it, they're calling it their career, but they're actually, what they're really doing is making it a hobby. Mm-hmm. So you have to make a decision about your life, like, is this your hobby or is this everything? Yeah. And if you really make it everything, the results will come in. You know, if you jump, it's like, if you'll, 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 you'll do, you can't, you can't jump with one foot on the ground, is what I'm trying to say. You, yeah. you, you physically can't. And that's a metaphor, I think, for like, for everything that's important. You have to go all in. Yeah. And I don't know. I, I, in, in, I don't know where you are at are at this point with yourself right now, but in past, I've gotten the impression that you're one foot on the ground and one foot off. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the, uh, you know, I definitely, I asked and you, you told, so I appreciate that. I, <laughs> you know, I, yeah, there, there's a lot to, there's a lot to that and I'll digest that. I appreciate it. You know what I mean? I mean, look, we all have to make money. By making enough money to, to, to pay to pay your rent and to get your bills handled, and then all the rest being about your career is one thing. But making money important because comfort's important. That's not you. You can't. You know, you can't need a lot if you're going to be making your focus your career. It's like you kind of have to choose. In the beginning. And then the rewards come. We hope. Yeah. You know, but it's like I know a lot of people who are like, oh, well, you know, I'd love to come, you know, go to acting class, but I need money because of my rent. Well, they're living alone in a huge apartment that they don't need. You could take $500 off of that rent, live someplace smaller, and you could be in acting class. You know, and if you're not doing that, then you're lying about seriously wanting to be an actor. What you really want is to be middle class and be bougie and have a nice apartment. So I think, really, it's about getting really honest, like really honest about what your priorities really are. And if your priority is to be a comic and you're you're staying in a job that interferes with your ability to do comedy, then you're lying. Your priority is not to be a comic. You love it, maybe you'd love to do it, and in theory it would be awesome if it fell into your job, but it's not a priority if you're letting your job be more important than that, or as important. Because you can always find another job. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. Thanks Thanks for the, uh, <clears throat> for the advice. What do you think, Dave? Now I'm curious to hear what you would say about my advice in the lady life. <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's really funny. I, I just had a guy who I, another, another like almost relationship-ish kind of thing. This guy wasn't Pentecostal, but he was, he was, we met, we were doing plays in the same complex. We met, we went out like three times and then he told me that um, his ex-girlfriend was kind of back in the picture and he didn't really know what to do. And, you know, so what happened? We stopped seeing each other. And now he's kind of knocking on my door again a little bit, right? It's been months. He's just seeing so, if you're there. Yeah, you know, 
Um, and he sent me this message that was odd. And he's like, hey, how are you? He came to my play twice, right? Didn't bring flowers, so he's not as well-mannered as the Pentecostal, but regardless. <laughs> he did come to my play. He came to my play twice, which is interesting. Most people, you know, came once. And, and he's, we had yeah. a conversation over Christmas, and he said, you know, I, I felt odd about the way things just kind of ended abruptly with us. Which they did, you know, but there was another girl, so what do you do, right? Yeah. So he goes, I, I feel odd about it. He goes, and, you know, I think about you a lot, and I always get this impulse to reach out or try to see you, but I don't think I'm ready for a relationship, <laughs> so that's why I haven't called. So he's trying and to tell you that he just wants to fornicate. I guess. I and I get this message, and I go, well, what the fuck are you trying to say to me? What, you don't want a relationship? First of all, what does that mean? Does that mean it you don't want to marry me and be my boyfriend? You're not, you don't like me? Does that mean you're seeing lots of women? Does that mean, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> you're, you're calling me and you want to see me. So, so some, even if we sleep together more than once, my dad used to tell me this. He said, if you don't want a relationship with somebody and you just want to fuck them, fuck them once and do not go back a second time. Because once you go back a second time, that's a relationship. Whether you call it that, you've, then you've opened the door, and it's now no longer up to you. That's really interesting father-daughter advice. <laughs> it sure is. My dad is a very practical man. He's not, you know, he's very much like, this is, you gotta be, you gotta be prepared for life. He doesn't care about standing on ceremony. <laughs> wow, that's, that almost reminds me of like one of the lines that one of the dads said in uh, Not Another Teen Movie. Whenever she's really depressed about the boy and, and she's asking her dad for his advice, so we go, he goes, well, do you, how much do you like this guy? And she's like, well, I really like him. And he goes, you know what I mean. Would you give him head? <laughs> oh, yeah, my dad would ask me that, straight up. He was like, like my, when I was doing my play, my dad was like, about my postcard. He was like, so are you fucking yet? And I was like, dad, wow. no. That's... And he's like, well, you've done stuff, right? I mean, you're not, like, not, come on. <laughs> like he's straight at it. He's like, "Are you fuck?" He didn't even say like, "Do you like him?" He said, "Are you fucking yet?" <laughs> Those were his words. Wow. But, you know. And um. <laughs> anyway, so this boy who says to me, "I don't want a relationship, but I really want to see you," you know, it's like now I'm just confused, and now I'm just like, "What do I want to?" See? And then I'm going. Yeah, because I interpret that as what you said. I go, okay, so he's still attracted to me and he wants to have sex with me, but he doesn't want to get involved, right? Yeah. And then I go, well, fuck, you know, it's months since I slept with him. Months. I, I mean, we went out like three or four times and we hooked up like once, or, you know, and it was great, but then it was done. But now I'm like, I, I don't know how I would feel. And now, now here's, here's what I'm thinking. When he comes back to Los Angeles in, in a few days, and he calls me and says, you want to go out with me, what am I walking into? If I say yes to going out with him, am I agreeing to sleep with him? But I don't want to make that deal before I've spent a couple hours with him. Then tell him that. I kind of tried. Like, I said, you know, this is a little confusing for me because, you know, I, I felt like we were getting to know each other, and that was nice, and I felt very comfortable but I haven't seen you in months and I don't know if I would want to sleep with you and I don't want to like, I don't want to make plans with you and have that be 
bed, I don't feel that way, and then the whole night's a failure, and then it's awkward. Like, I just, I just don't know, and you seem really sure about what you want and don't want. Meanwhile, you barely know me, and you haven't seen me in months, you know? Yeah. Well, so um, how did he now react? It's like I'm asking you for advice, which is the opposite of how this was supposed to go. Well, I was trying to say, if you want advice as a girl, don't be fake. Don't be weird like that. Like, know oh. what you want before you start talking to people. Thank you. I actually I actually embody that in my opinion, or I also try to. So I'm I'm thankful that I, I'm me asking you for your advice is to see if you could poke I really am trying to see if you can poke any holes in me that I'm not aware of, right? But mm -hmm. but frankly, if that's the, the biggest hole you think you can poke in me. <laughs> Uh, well, it's like, you know, I, I think don't I'm doing all right. Trick people into hanging out with you. Be upfront. Yeah. If you no, like somebody, I'm, tell them. If you don't like somebody, don't no, tell them. I, but, I, you know, I'm very. No, you know what? In college, see, in college, in Missouri, I think most people thought you got to be a jerk to get girl to hook up with girls, right? They're attracted to assholes. But I found that if I'm just myself and honest. Girls really appreciate that because guys are rarely truly honest with them. Like if I'm just like I want to have sex with you, um, and that's it. Girls are like, "Wow, I've never heard that before." Even though I knew that's what you were thinking, and I respect your honesty so much that I'm down. <laughs> you know, so yeah. you know, I I do agree that it's very important to to be real and to, I think that's part of being respectful is being honest, you know, I think it's, it's a way of showing respect to the other human being is being honest, uh, um, and just keeping it real. So thank you for that. You're more so confirming something that I already know, uh, and try to embody. So that's great. Oh, so, so to give you advice on what you're asking for, I'd say, well, how did it leave off when you tried sharing with him your thoughts? Did he... Yeah, I said, I just said, you know, I, as I said, I said, I don't, I don't know how I'm going to feel if I get in a room with you. I don't know if the chemistry would be the same. I, I had, I, I don't know if I'd want to sleep with you and curious to even know if whatever, like, was there is still there, but I don't, I don't want to walk into some situation where it's already decided. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and he, said, he, yeah. he said, he uh, said that that sensed, you know, and that that's fine. Like, yeah. Good. Then you have... Is it really fine? Yeah. Or, you know, and he was like, yeah, it is. And I said, okay, well, if we spend time together, can we just, like, agree that that's what we're doing? And it's not... There's no... There's no preconceived result. And he said, Yes. But who knows if then that might have, you know, now he might not call. Now he might not be like, oh, she hasn't agreed to fuck. Well, don't worry about that. You, you set the right stage. You set the right yeah, precedent and expectation. I'm not worried about whether he calls or not because he's been out of my life for months anyway. So it's like nothing changes. But it was just, you know, to me with the relationship stuff, it's like I'm, not, I'm looking for a relationship. I'm not... If a guy says to me, I'm looking for a relationship, I'm like, well, yikes, you don't know me. You don't know if you want to be in a relationship with me. Can't we just get to know each other as people before making a decision about where this is going and what we're doing? Yeah. And what it means? Wow, I'd, I'd say it just you're seems uh, a little backward pretty, to make uh, that decision first. 
first. Well, most girls would disagree with you, but that's how I look at it, you know? Well, most girls disagree with me because most girls want boyfriends. And it's not that I don't want a boyfriend, but I don't want... I'm not... I, I want it to happen. If it's going to happen, it should happen naturally. Yes. It shouldn't be like, I want a boyfriend who's going to show up and be my boyfriend. It should be, I have a connection with this person and and it naturally evolved into a healthy, loving relationship that's specific. Well, I have to share with you how I view it all. You know, I feel compared, compelled to say it out loud since we're talking about it. The way I say it, and girls kind of, I think... It's hard to, to convey this to some girls, but a lot of time I, I pretty much, if it ever comes up, I pretty much let almost every single girl that I interact with know that I'm not really looking for a relationship, and I give them reasoning behind it. It's not that I'm not looking for a relationship, it's that I'm not going to get into a relationship. I've done it all, right? So I've, I haven't been married before I had kids, but aside from that... I've experienced the entire spectrum with women, and I feel like it would be so stupid to ever go down the road of getting involved in a relationship unless I could see myself marrying that person. So it's not that <clears throat> I'm closed off to it, and it's not that I won't let, I'm not open to letting nature take its course if, if things can progress to that point, but I would feel that I would know right away if there's potential and I'm not gonna waste my time I'm not gonna waste their time but more importantly it's it's not just time it's it's everything right so I'm not gonna invest yeah, it's an investment an investment yes investment, investment. feel that it's not yeah I, that's exactly how I feel I actually you said it perfectly and I I know pretty quickly not if somebody is like the one but I know if they're definitely not yeah I agree with that. And you may even know if they are, too. Who knows? But, um... Yeah. Like, I've, I've been with, you know... And, like, this this guy... That's the thing. is It, it ended so quickly before it was even a... Before I even formulated the, the, the idea. And I'm like, I don't... You know, now... I, you know, and it's sort of like... I get it. Like, I, I've been, I've started dating somebody and been like, okay, this is definitely going nowhere, and I know it from day one. But if you don't, I don't know. No, you're right. And at this age, at my old, old age of 30, didn't you think I was like 38 when I met you? <laughs> no, I, I can't remember what, what came up, but um, I felt like you, you said something about your age, which tricked me. Um, you know, but no, you, you, you definitely look great for your age. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised, I'm surprised you're even 30. That's crazy. No, you were like, how old are you? Like 37, 38? I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, like no. somebody needs a visit to the Botox clinic. Jesus. No, I know you took that one to heart. I was like, no, you're, you're completely taking that the wrong way. Don't please, please. So, um, um, yeah. but then at the same time, it's like, why are you getting involved at all with girls that you have no interest in? Because I want to, because you want to get laid. 
I like I just because I don't want to marry a chick doesn't mean I don't want to have some some great times in the sack, you know. I mean, if I'm not in a relationship and I have sexual needs as all humans do, then why not help one another out? Is my philosophy with a lot of girls and I think some girls see it that way. Some girls are like, "No, it's too personal for that." Like if you're not interested, I'm like, "Okay, well, don't take it personal that I don't want to that you're not the one in six million, you know, I'm sorry that you aren't the one in six million for me, or six billion, I should say, um, um, when it comes to wanting to craft our lives together. Uh, I'm attracted to you, I'm horny, you're a woman, and I assume that you have some needs that I would like to take care of as well, right? And I just, it's not just about my ego here, it's about, <laughs> it's about giving and, and um, making sure that I'm taking care of the other person too, then why can't we have like a, a beneficial situation? You know, whether it's a one-time thing or a 10-time thing or whatever, um, it goes from there. And that's usually... Well, I think it depends where you are in your life. I, I, I Look, I used to be the queen of that. I had, I would get a boyfriend and I would be like, I really like you, so let's be together for three months. But after three months, I have to end it because I don't want to get sucked in and stuck. I don't want this to go on and on. Which some people thought was very cold, but it wasn't. It was like I wanted the relationship experience, but I didn't want a real relationship, you know? Yeah. And, um, and I was very much like always had to control it that way because I didn't want somebody getting an idea that I was going to stick around and be there for them when I had no intention of that. Um, well, at least you set at the right point, expectations. Yeah, but at this point in my life, I don't even want to give that energy at all. Like, I... Yeah, well, I would never do a temporary relationship myself. No, no, but I would do it... But a temporary relationship is the same principle as, like, oh, we're just screwing. It's like we're, we're, we're doing something that's like we're having an experience, but this is not, this is not it. It's not the real thing. Yeah. So... I, but at this point, it's like to have sex with somebody just to do it. I'm so over it. it yeah. It's like it's like it, it's gross. It's like gross. It's like stupid. <laughs> it's just gross. Now you're it's, making I, me feel I, like I can't that. describe it any other way. It's stupid. You're making me feel so ashamed no, of myself. <laughs> I have no. I have no desire. I. I think it's gross. I. I just like let's help each other out. It need no. No, they're not needs. They're not real needs. Man, you're throwing the gauntlet down on me. I literally, like, I've been celibate mostly this year. Yeah. I've had two romances this year. Yeah. Two. Awesome. And this has been the most productive, happy, healthy year of my life. That's awesome. Are no, you? I'm serious. Literally, I have slept with two people, and one, one. You know, it was a little messy. The other one was this one that I'm talking about right now, which ended back in February. And we only hooked up one, twice, one and a half times, okay? The first time I spent the night, but we didn't, we didn't do, do much. And then the second night, you know. Uh, <laughs> so one and a half times, and then there was somebody else that I had a, a brief kind of thing with. And, and because I haven't been wasting time getting close with men that I'm not interested in. I've written a play. I've starred in three plays. I had a movie. Like, it's fucking stupid. 
You're too old. I'm telling you. You're too old. You're not in college. And they're not needs. Don't fucking kid yourself. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> I appreciate your... Um, Shut up. Wants. How about desires? Yeah, but it's like just stupid. Read a book. Grow up. <laughs> no, my 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 co-star of my play, forty-eight years old. Okay, I came over for rehearsal in the morning, and he's his, he's hysterical. I know something's wrong. He's he's all scattered. His phone's buzzing, and he keeps you know getting all distracted. And I said, what? And I went I went into the bathroom. And I saw Brace live in the bathroom, so I knew something was up. You know. And I said, what's, what's going on? And he's like, nothing. And I'm like, no, seriously, we're, we're not going to get through today if you don't tell me what's going on. And he's like, uh, when I was in Kentucky and I made that movie, there was this extra. And she told me that she like wanted an acting coach and he coaches acting. And I'm like, uh-huh, a girl who was an extra in Kentucky. Okay. And so, you know, so I gave her my number and I'm like, that's not why you gave her your number, but whatever. <laughs> and... You know, and it was oh, and she was in LA and she asked if she could take me to dinner, but then she like didn't want to go out to dinner, so I said she could come here and I'm like, Would you just cut to the chase? You know, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and he's like, So she came here and I'm like, Right. And he's like, and you know, then she was supposed to get on a plane and go back to Kentucky today, but she's been calling me all morning saying she cancelled her flight and now she wants to come back here tonight. And I'm like so this, this t trashy girl from Kentucky <laughs> pretended she had business in LA and very obviously didn't, came here to see you. you. You slept with her, and then he looks at me like, oh, I found bracelet in the bathroom, don't even try. And he's like, okay. <laughs> you know? And I'm like, you slept with her. You thought she was getting on a plane, and now turns out the little psycho is not getting on a plane. She's canceled her flight, and she's coming back, and you don't know what to do. And he was like, yeah. And I said, this is your fault. And he's like, no. And I'm like, yeah, because you thought this was a freebie, you know? And, I, and, and you're getting exactly what you deserve because you're 48 fucking years old. Why are you behaving like you're 20? This is stupid. And I... How old is she? And he's like, I didn't ask. And I'm like, that young that you didn't even want to know? <laughs> is that why you didn't go to a restaurant? And he gives me this look. Like, yeah, that's why they didn't go to a restaurant. Because wow. she couldn't drink at a restaurant. That's how young oh. this girl was. Oh, my God. Wow. Right? And he gives me this look. He can't even ask. High five. <laughs> because he's so fucking, you know what I mean? That's crazy. <laughs> But say it out loud. And hearing it out loud, he's like, oh, my God, you're right, you know? And I'm like, that's why you didn't go to a restaurant? And he was like, yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, dude. I am 18 years younger than you. 18 years younger than you. And then you're talking about somebody who's 10 years younger than me? <laughs> wow. and, and, and she didn't get on a plane and go back to Kentucky and forget about you, and you're surprised? <laughs> I mean, this girl is old. I have a theory on that. that. I do have a theory on that, and we'll wrap up here in the next couple minutes because this place is closing soon. Um, All right, yeah. My so theory... he goes, how do I handle it? I said, give me your phone. And he was like, what? And I'm like, give me your phone. And he handed over the phone, 
And I said, I'm so sorry, you know, but it's impossible for you to stay here tonight. Um, good luck getting home, safe travels, nice meeting you. Send. And she got hysterical and started sending. And I said, I'm sorry, but once again, as I said, it's impossible. And I said, block. And he was like, you can do that? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, I should probably block her on Facebook, too. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Why am you I having are... to handle a 48-year-old man who's hysterical? Because, and I said, this is exactly what you fucking deserve. I hope you learned your lesson. Read a book next time. You know? And he's like, I just, I'm like, yeah, you were bored. You were lonely. She was interested in you. And you thought, ah, what's the harm? She lives in Kentucky. You know what? You deserve this. That's funny. Well, I, I will say, I think where he actually went wrong was he probably wasn't honest with her in the beginning, and he probably thought that he could get out of it by just the fact that she didn't live because there. Because he thought she was getting on a plane. Exactly. Yeah. So he probably, like, bullshitted her, and... Which and is said, kinda, oh, too bad you're not here longer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then she was like, surprise! Exactly. You know? So, you know, that's, that's again... Why you got to be honest? I think if he was honest with her. Yes, but honest is not sexy. I mean, you know, it's like fantasy. It's like that's more sexy. If he was honest with her, she wouldn't have come. You know, he's an eighteen-year-old little girl who's got a romantic fantasy that this older guy likes her. How are she you? Wouldn't, she wouldn't have come if he had said, "Listen, you want to come and fuck me once? Fine, but you got to be out by nine a.m. You got to be gone because I got shit to do. I have no interest in you." If he had said that. Hey, it still works for me sometimes. <laughs> I'm sure it works for you sometimes, but, you know, she wouldn't have come if yeah. she didn't think that he liked her. Well, in, in my opinion, then he's, he's kind of using her. Yeah. Of course he is! But everybody, <laughs> you know, we're, we're all, everybody, people use each other all the time. But, the, no, he was wrong. He was ridiculous. He, he was an idiot. What he was was completely stupid that he thought he could pull this off. And, and, you know, and I just laughed. And I was like, I, I'm like, I can't believe that I'm handling this for a 48-year-old man. But it's that because is kind of interesting. What? That is interesting that you were, you were the one that kind of uh, resolved it for him. Yeah, I was like, I can make this go away. <laughs> just block. And he, and he was like, make it go away. Just make it go away. That's, that's, how, that's how Donald Trump gets rid of uh, people as he blocks them on Twitter. <laughs> well, but, you know, it's the same thinking. You go, you know, oh, well, old. Yeah, too old. And, you know what, and it does, it's just, it just kind of cheapens you. It cheapens I know. I, I, sex. I, I, just, I know that it makes my, my stock go down when I'm going out. It does, it makes your stock go down. It does. I know. It makes nice girls not 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 interested in you. That's the other thing too. I know. Is that when girls get an idea about you that you're the kind of guy that like you know would just fuck somebody for the hell of it, the kind of girl that you that you might be serious about won't won't look at you the same way oh, if she sees shit. you doing that. Well, that's that's legit right there. Damn, you're like uh, giving me some uh, some. Legit, some motherly advice. <laughs> am I, am I, aren't I right, though? I mean, wouldn't you think, like, you know, if you saw a girl being kind 
of trashy toward the end of the night in a bar being like, hey, like, we're all just basically animals at the end of it. Like, I'm, you know, I'm waiting for the one, but you're not the one, so let's go have a good time. Like, if you saw that, wouldn't you kind of be like, that's not really the kind of chick that I'm interested in. Now, you're being that guy. Well, I did A high-quality girl is not going to be drawn to you. I did kind of... As, as, as long as she knows that you're still that guy. I did kind of get involved with a chick like that once, but uh, um, but I wouldn't say that's that's why I was attracted to her, because she was she had that mindset. Um, uh, you know, just like you said earlier, if you really like someone, you'll, you'll look past things, you know? But... Nevertheless, yeah, but I, just, I do agree if, that it, it, if it, you're if you're putting out a vibe like you don't care, like sex means nothing to you, you're not going to attract the kind of person who's going to be serious about you. Yeah, I guess you know? uh, every time I send a penis pic, my stock goes down, right? <laughs> it a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Although. Art, you know, I guess it's, it depends. Oh, really? Okay, elaborate, please. <laughs> that was not just a definite no that I was expecting. Feel free to elaborate, <laughs> please. There's all different kinds of ways of sending penis, you know. What are some of your favorite ways to receive a penis? Hey, you don't have to answer that. You don't have to answer that. I, I think we're out of time. <laughs> I agree. I didn't ask that question either. <laughs> well, Genevieve, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. I really appreciate you joining, and uh, you know, great to catch up. Uh, for everybody out there, once again, um, go check out Mother's Day. Uh, keep an eye on your play. Google it. It's called "Like Blood from Ch a Cheap Cigar." Uh, it's going to be in Scotland uh, in August. Um, if you're in Scotland, go check it out. You never know. Maybe I'll be in Scotland. Who knows? <laughs> you never know. Um, but nevertheless, um, I hope everyone had a good time. I appreciate you coming out. Um, Genevieve, is there anything else you wanted to say before we close it out? No. Thank you for having me again. My pleasure. We'll, uh, we'll touch base uh, here soon and, uh, you know, have a great night. Awesome. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>